Welcome to Book Pile Banter. This is Amberly with Sarah and Kim, and today we are discussing Gideon the Ninth, which is by Tamson Murray. Murray, in and was published in 2019 by Tor.com. The book is considered a science fantasy and won the Locus and Crawford Award, along with many other nominations like the Hugo. Tamson was born in Australia and grew up in New Zealand. She identifies as lesbian, and then she has stated that Gideon and Haro are both mixed Maori, and many of the supporting cast are people of color as well, just for anyone who did not pick up on that in the book or didn't know that. As for the plot, in the Dominicus, there are nine houses on nine planets that each practice their own form of necromancy. And in the ninth house, there is Gideon Knave, who is determined to escape the death cult where she and only one other child have survived, Harrow Hark. Harrow Hark is the daughter of the Reverend Mother and Father of the House. But Gideon's latest attempt to escape fails when a summons comes from the Emperor for the heirs and their cavalry to participate in a series of trials to become a lictor. Harrow Hark strong arms Gideon into being her cavalry. When the two arrive at Canaan House, it becomes clear that they can cannot leave, and now their lives are on the line if they do not learn to work together after fighting each other their entire lives. Okay. So, Kim, what did you think of this book? As you well know, I had strong feelings about this book. Sorry, my cat just freaked out and ran across the bed. Her tail is huge. It, it, yeah. And nothing happened. She just flipped. Anyway, there's a ghost. Um, I had strong feelings about this book. Um, Positive or negative? Okay, so I'm going to, I'm going to, because everything I complained about was true. So I complained. I bitched to Amber all week. Um, This is a Scooby-Doo story. You got to get the gang together and find the bad guy. It's an Agatha Christie mystery. You know, it's, it's, it has all of these components to it. And then it kind of is just really light and lax on the actual science fiction. So. Hence the science fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but at, at the end, the last 20%, and I know it's 20% because I was 80% through the book before <laughs> I actually engaged fully in this story. Um, the last 20% is really, really good. Um, the writing is exceptional. She is a very good writer. Um, and even the construction of the story is really, really good. There are clues throughout that's telling you what happened. I knew it was going to happen. I could see the clues. They were obvious. Um, not obvious. They were there. Um, but I did love the, la- the last 20%. And I'm really hoping that we're going to move forward as the last 20% existed. So I don't know. And so I, I thought about this and I realized I didn't say anything to this while you were complaining this week or bitching. Um, I can't help but wonder if the struggles you had with the storytelling might be because this is a native or this is a New Zealand or Australian author. And I'm wondering if the story structure is different than what we would normally anticipate. And if that's why some of the things gave you a bit of a struggle. In terms of how she so. built the story. Okay. I just, I, I, I was like, so. oh, that might have some effect on it. Like I said, it, it, it was, it, those things that I said it was, Scooby-Doo, yeah. Agatha Christie, those things are components of the book. Yeah. Um, and I just wasn't in the mood for it. I wasn't in the mood for, you know, somebody's dead. Let's go figure out where they are somebody's missing let's go find them you know there's 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 a burnt up body and we know it's a body because we have magic um all of that i was not in the mood for i liked the development of harrow and gideon's relationship i like the fact that it never resolved um at least not in a good way. Um, <laughs> you know, it, like I said, that last 20%, it it rescued the book for me, but it shouldn't take 20% of a book or the 80% of a book before I'm fully invested in it. 
had I not had to read it for the podcast, I would not have made it through the book. I would have set it down. I would never have picked it up. And that's because it was taking so long to get to the good part. And I would never have known the good part existed. Okay. Uh, Sarah, I suspect you do not feel the same way. Well, I mean, you selected a book that has all of the tropes that I dislike or hate. I apologize. What, what tropes? Or it's not even just tropes, but just these elements, these, the fantasy and just, it's so dark and gritty and everyone is dying. And I'm like, why am I going to waste my time? I just, I, I kind of agree with Kim when she said, well, for sure. For sure, if I was not forced to read this, I would not have finished it. hundred <laughs> percent. This was like trying to read Golden Age, slightly less torturous. Slightly. I don't know Golden Those, Age. So don't know. That's uh, by Pierce <laughs> Brown. Yes. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I just, I. Yeah. I had such a hard time reading this book. I. It's a really good thing we didn't try to do that monk one at the same time, because that would have just been like double torture. <laughs> Had a bit of bad week for Sarah. It was so hard. It, I've, my attention span was not there. Like my attention span, my attention was like an angry cat. And this book was like a bath and you're trying to put the cat in the bath. And it's like, it's just, it doesn't work. The minute I opened the book, my brain was flying off in a different direction. Like I would open it with the intent to read it. And then 10 minutes later, I would just be staring out a window and I'd realize I just like dissociated for 10 minutes rather than read it. So it was so hard in the beginning. It was so very hard. You know what? I had literally that experience. Amber took my phone from me because I couldn't sit for 10 minutes. And it's really sad because for me, this is this should be like, everything I love. I like dark and gritty. I like people dying. I like stakes exceedingly high. Um, are they really high though? If like, if you know all the characters are going to die, it's not even like, I meant the stakes for the characters. Yeah. I mean, for the characters, yeah. it's like, look at all these flesh sacks that are going to die. I don't care about any of them. So I'm not going to remember their names or personality traits. I'll just check them off as they expire. <laughs> And then eventually we'll get to the final characters and maybe they'll die. Probably one of them will. But that's what I'm saying about it being an Agatha Christie story. That's that's how Agatha Christie is. You 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 go to an island and there's 15 people there that don't know each other. And it's usually not 15, but you know what I mean. They don't know each other. They have to get to know each other, but they're slowly dying off. And it's like, do you really care? You met this person five minutes ago. Are you really traumatized that they're dead? Um, and yeah, yeah that part of it mystery in that part but I this book didn't even set up a mystery that I cared about which is the other thing like the beginning did such a poor job of trying to get me invested in these characters or what was happening that I just I didn't care I didn't care I didn't care so so you're very excited to have to read the next two books <laughs> well okay so that was the beginning right the okay part when we <laughs> actually start like I don't know, somewhere along the line, maybe with the puzzles. The trials? Yeah, maybe. That's right. I kind of, I was able to focus. I didn't enjoy it. I was still definitely going, how much more pages do I have to read tonight in order to, and I still couldn't even make my goals. But I, you know, I finished. I did finish. <laughs> but I did leave it to the last minute. But I was able to read. So like that part, and then everyone starts dying and I'm like, whatever. And then like, I don't know. Kim mentioned the last 20%. That was where things went bad again for me because I was like, oh, great. We're just these nebulous constructs of bone are just doing shit. Gideon's like slashing and hacking. And I don't really, I can't picture what's really going on. It's all just a blur of hacking, slashing, blood, bone, blah, and whatever. Bones. Yeah. And then, all right. and it's like you already know what's going to happen. So it's like, can we just hurry up to where you didn't have to sacrifice yourself so what's-your-face can become a lictor and do whatever. And, like, I got so bored reading that final part that I, that's where I stopped reading last night. It was like, right when 
Cytheria or whatever her fucking face was, like had uh, cornered Gideon and Camilla and Harrow. Oh, you mean um, yeah, 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 yeah. Because that Cytheria is Dulcinea's the actual name. Yeah, body snatcher. Body thing. snatcher. Yeah. Um, Cythera, Yeah. Like she had cornered her. It's supposed to be. I don't know. I assume it's supposed to be like one of those moments where it's like, oh, everything is going wrong, and then like Harrow just like suddenly wakes up and tells her to like step back or whatever. I was like. I was so bored at that point that I just like closed the book and went to find something else more interesting. And I feel like that's supposed to be a climactic moment, but it was not. And so then, yeah, the re- I read yeah. the rest today. It was hard. And you got two more books to go. Possibly three more if we come back for the fourth I just, one. I feel like I should recuse myself from this because there's yeah. no way I'm going to enjoy these books. They're not written for me. And that's just no. going to bring down to the score. I don't care. I don't care. It's it's honest reactions to the book, and and that's yeah, kind of yeah. the whole point behind this. I didn't go into your book expecting to like it. I I figured, oh great, here we go. It's Hogwarts, you know. But it wasn't. It was good. It was really good. Um, and and there are aspects of this book that are that are really good. Um, from my perspective. So okay, before you go back, Kim, because yeah. we, we've now had the two of you just like yeah. So if anyone is still leave. listening, I'm going to be really impressed. So uh, for those people who are like, what the hell? Gideon is amazing. I love Gideon. I love Gideon the Ninth. Um, it character is one of book. those. Yes. Uh, both the character and the book. One, I have <laughs> to say, uh, having seen today the, the the fact that two of the main two characters are supposed to be um, Maori inspired. I just now like everything Gideon says now in my head has that wonderful like New Zealander lilt cadence that they have, uh, you know, like Taika Waititi, where it, it half sounds joking, half sounds sarcastic, half sounds serious. And it's like, are you cracking a joke? Or are you informing me about something? Um, and I like I was like, oh, I can see that influence in Gideon or it's like, is Gideon being serious or is she actually, you know, joking around with us here or just like shooting the breeze um and so i love knowing that that like element is there in gideon and it takes what i already love about gideon and like just amplifies it i'm just like imagining her talking in that accent and i i love it um i will say i remember the first time i read it because obviously i have not read the rest of the books but this is my first second time reading gideon the ninth and the first time it is confusing and for you two who are sitting here going, it was boring, it was slow, you know, it was hard at times. There are people who dedicate their time on book talk just to breaking down, trying to understand what's going on in the chapters. And I think part of that is because the author is, she's not hand-holding you the entire time, which makes parts of it a little bit difficult. You know, it's like, okay, what is the power of these different houses? Why, you know, who are all of these people? Why should I care about them? They care about each other, but why do they care about each other? And there's this kind of just mystery of what they're trying to achieve and how to achieve it. Obviously, going in the second time, I know exactly where they're trying to get with all of this. I know what's going to happen. Um, And reading it a second time, I was like, oh, I didn't catch that detail the first time. And listening to the audiobook, I was like, God, Gideon is even funnier than I thought she was. And it's definitely one of those reads that I think, which I know you're not going to, Sarah. You're never going to reread this. Never. But I think it's one of those ones that every time you reread it, it offers you a little bit more. The The author has structured the story in such a way that it's complex. It's not trying to follow traditional beats of a story in order to keep you pushing along in it. Instead, it's it's kind of going to its own drum, and I like it because there are times where it's like, okay, well, we should be, you know, unmasking this situation, or you know, they're about to, they should be hitting into a like a a rise in action, and instead, it's kind of like it takes breaths at weird points, um, and it's challenging, without a doubt, it's a challenging read, uh, but I love it. <laughs> I I love it. I love the characters. I love their interactions. And I also really appreciate the fact that you go into this story and it's Gideon's story, this first book, which means all the information we are given is based off of what Gideon is actually told and what she knows. 
And we aren't provided a character who provides info dumping, which I really appreciated. You know, no one's sitting there giving us like a handhold, like, oh, you know, ha- the second house does da 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 da, and the third house does da 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 da. They're called by this, and their magic is formed by this. No, we as the reader actually have to kind of follow along with Gideon and try and figure it out. Um, which I think a lot of books just instead of trying to actually build the world that way, tend to handhold you so i appreciated the fact that the author was not trying to handhold us on the information it's there rereading it i was like holy cow i did not catch that information the first time it's there but there's no handholding which i like so i think over three to four books it, it will be better um as far as the the world building i don't think the world building in this is 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 good at all um, it's one of the things I like the least about it. The, there's so in the book we just read, dark, what what is it called? Dark a deadly Ed- education. A deadly education. I thought you meant this one. I was like Gideon the Ninth. No, no, no. <laughs> a deadly education. There were consequence consequences to their magic, and those consequences made sense. This one. These people bled left, right, and center constantly. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Now making, oh, my dog, making the, um, the magic doesn't make any sense. There's no explanation for it. And that's a, a fault in the book. There's, the, you know, the, there's consequences, but do those consequences really mean anything? when you just continue to bleed and hack up shit um but you don't actually start to not be able to do what you're doing it it seemed like the more that harrow is it harrow harrow now yeah, i harrow h-a-r-o the more harrow did stuff the stronger she got and i know that's because she was supposed to be learning theorems and whatnot um but yeah it just didn't i so, think that's a, a fault in the story well okay I, I'm going to argue against this. I know you and are. that's because it's, it's necromancy. I mean, it's not going to follow magic the traditional way that we provide it. You would think necromancy, given that it's about death, that the more you bleed, the more you hurt, the more you, you harm yourself, that you would get stronger. Um, and I, I think the consequences in this is supposed to be really subtle where it's about imbalance. That the entire empire is imbalanced as to because they've separated themselves onto nine planets and don't share information. You mean un and and yes, imbalanced, yeah, yeah, unbalanced. Yeah, I I thought you were saying saying imbalance. No, sorry, (laughs) I have not eaten yet today, and it is late in the evening, um, and I worked unexpectedly, so I am not wording well. it's there it's there i just don't think it's done well and it's just that aspect of it um as far as the magic's concerned i i just honestly it doesn't even really sure it has to do with bones and blood and like communing with the dead spirits but it doesn't even really feel like significantly like necromancy it's like any magic in these fantasy books where they just like wave their hand and whatever needs to happen happens just with a dark not, twist because it's necromancy. Not, and they're all supposed to have like different flavors of magic, but other than siphoning and forming uh, constructs and maybe some people could like talk to dead spirits or something. It We don't really see a huge difference in the houses. I don't know. I well, agree with you that the magic was really shallow or unexplained or what have you. Gideon doesn't know anything about the other houses. So how is how are we as a reader supposed to know about the other houses if Gideon doesn't have that information. But in, in the one thing you said you liked was mm-hmm. the, there wasn't a character providing info dumps. Yeah. Rather than info dumps, a little bit of information there, 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 there can be somewhere between the two. It doesn't have to be, a, you know, three paragraphs of this house does this and this house does that. But they're back in the 9,000th year. So, yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to I'm going to argue that that information is there and I missed it the first time I read it. And it's because you don't know where the plot's going. 
And that's why people are like, yes, this is a difficult read. There are people dedicated that spend time breaking this down. The information is there because I was reading it this time. I was like, oh, God, that makes so much more sense now because I was spending more time paying attention to the world building. So, yes, we we can sit here and discuss this. And every single time that we say something we don't like, you're going to say, well, that's because you need to read it again. But we're evaluating this book on a first read. And I understand. I, I'm just saying I chose this there. <laughs> I chose this book because I knew it was something that I would really, really like just based on what people are saying, you know, what I what I read, reviews, whatever. Cause I looked at a bunch of stuff regarding this book. I've been wanting to read this book for quite some time. Um they talk a lot about you need to be drawn into a book whether it's the first sentence, the first chapter, the first one third, you need to be drawn in. This book does not do that well. And I think it releases you into a field and like, go find a story, go find wander, wander. There's something there. And I think because a lot of the people who are really raving about this are dedicated readers. So if we evaluate this from a non-dedicated reader, I don't think a dedicated reader is going to fall into this book. A non-dedicated yeah, reader, dedicated sorry, reader, yeah, is going to fall into this book and just go, "Oh my god, I love these characters." Um, it, I, I just don't think that's going to be a thing. Whereas a dedicated reader, somebody who's going to commit to whatever book I pick up, unless it's like poorly written, and this is not poorly written by any stretch of the imagination. Um, they're going to read it. They're going to read it because the writing's good and see, you know, and see where it goes. So I think that's the fault of the book. Um, I think, I think the other thing, the key thing here for anyone looking at this for, because by now you have not read it, um, maybe pause and go read it. Spoiler alert. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, I think the key thing that's supposed to drive you with this story is to want to know who Gideon is and to try and understand what Gideon and Haro's relationship actually is. What do they mean to each other? Why, what's going to happen between them? Um, and I think that's the struggle. If you don't, if you don't pick up the book and aren't instantly curious about who the hell Gideon is and why she's there, it's going to be a, a slow ride. It's going to be a very slow ride for you. If, if you don't like Gideon, I wasn't interested in either Gideon or Harrow until the last 20% of the book. And that's what I'm saying. You guys are sitting here going, oh, it's really hard to read and stuff. But neither of you fell in love with Gideon. Mm -mm. I love Gideon. I, from the first instant when she was like, why can't I use a double-handed sword? I was like, yep. (laughs) Uh, You know, the first instant she was complaining about, you know, how she looked and that she was, you know, so didn't want to wear the face paint. When she said that, when she said that, the, my first thought was shit. In the end, she's going to save the day with the double-handed sword. Yeah. But I, I liked the fact that that she was kind of brisk. I fell in love with her briskness. She, She's an asshole and I love it. <laughs> oh, see, she didn't strike me as an asshole. She struck me as, struck me as very, very sweet. She liked everybody except for Harrow. Oh, okay. Let me, okay. Let me clarify. Uh, she, she didn't like, like Tiberius very much. Oh, well. You or Ianthe. <laughs> but she or wasn't an asshole to them. Silas and. But she wasn't an asshole to them. Colum, yeah. I but, don't think she was too nice to So it. I say an asshole in like the, that was her protective armor, not who she really was. Um, And like. And they all seem to see right through it instantly. I know. There were a few that were instantly. Creeper who didn't talk. Um, yeah. Oh, but then there was the one throwaway line. Why am I so beautiful? Why does? Why do I have to be so attractive? Why does everybody fall in love with me? I'm just like, what the fuck does that? Where did that I, statement come oh, from? See that that I took as total sarcasm. Again, <laughs> I, that came off as that weird. But like, they all did fall in love with her. Not you know in the literal sense, but they they. They, they all thought she was going to be the savior of the of all of it, and except no, for the I ones think, that hid in the in the corner the entire no, time. No, I don't think they, they fell in love with her. I, I I think they found her to be reliable. 
I don't I don't think at any point it was love. I think uh Dulcinea was taking advantage of her. As I said, I I I I didn't I I didn't mean love in the literal sense. But no, no, no. But that's what I'm saying is I don't think like her and Camilla weren't sure about each other. Um eventually they like realized that they were kind of in the same position. Um Palomaeus didn't want to like her or interact with her, but he had a his affection for Dulcinea made him inclined towards her. I don't think like he ever really liked her. I think he just like found her reliable. I think the only person who instantly liked her was Magnus, and then the two teams were just kind of weird and she seemed cool to them. Um and then teacher. I think teacher liked her. I I never found it to be that people instantly she was able for as antagonistic as they all were against the ninth house and harrow she had too easy of a time interacting with everybody so that's my expectations of ninth house okay i'm just saying that that, yeah no no i know that's my take on it that's fair i just it was a little too easy that way oh i didn't see it that way so, uh, what did you guys think of Harrow then? Hated her. I wanted to punch her in the throat. Just <laughs> so I didn't you get to are... talk about Gideon very much. You guys oh, I'm just... sorry, Sarah. Do you no. want to talk about Gideon? You you said you didn't well, like her. I didn't think there was much more to say. Okay, so well, you had texted me asking me how Gideon was going, and I had said that I didn't like her, and I was still like in the first, I guess, still around the thirty percent mark at that point. Okay. And so Gideon did grow on me with time. But yes, in the beginning, it was difficult. She didn't strike me so much as an asshole, but you know, like how in school there's those disruptive children that just like say stupid shit because they think they're all that or whatever. And it's just kind of embarrassing to everyone who has to like hear them. So she gave me a lot of secondhand embarrassment in the beginning. And it just her little quips that she thought were so clever. Again, it just. It felt too forced for me. I felt like the author was trying really hard to make her seem abrasive. And it just, maybe it's because we don't know enough about Gideon at that point. Haven't really seen her enough for it to feel genuine. But yeah, so that rubbed me the wrong way. So I didn't really like her at first. Um, But with time, her voice kind of seemed to settle and, you know, feel more genuine, natural, what have you, the sarcasm and stuff. So I did end up liking her more. I mean, I think she's the only character I really ended up kind of liking other than Palomides, um in the book. So, Why yeah. Why am I not surprised you like Palamides? I, I just, I'm not surprised. I'm I'm not surprised. I mean, I tried really hard not to like any of the characters because I did know that they were all just flesh bags waiting to be ripped apart, but it still happened. <laughs> still fucking I happened. knew you would like him. Um Is he the one that sacrificed towards... himself at the end? Yeah, yeah he went he went like supernova. Yeah, kind yeah, of. Yeah. Sixth house. Yes. Six is a good number. But what Kim? Why are you shaking your head? I I don't know who belongs to what house to say six. I know, right? There's just so he was the warden, which I definitely kept forgetting that when they kept talking about the warden. I was like, I'm like, who the fuck's the warden? Is Is are they in prison now? Yeah, that came out of left field for me. I think what it's supposed to be, as far as I could tell, based off of the titlings and the focuses on their particular magics, his was like medicinal necromancy and so i think the implication is kind of that the sixth house was like like an insane asylum kind of thing um so he was the warden he was it was like not quite a prison but like it's where he he only got into the medicinal side because he wanted to help dulcinea i don't know that yeah houses typically along that bent yeah i well I don't know. I wasn't sure but then about we weren't that. We were given but... a whole lot of information, were we? So I was just saying you are you knows. you are you are extrapolating from the context, which is fine. But I well, don't think there's the... any Where proof there? of that whatsoever. 
I had seen something. I that, thought they were more like keepers uh, of knowledge or something, but I could be way off base because again, well, there was that whole thing at the end of the book, which in my version, it's all at the end. I think Amber, you said it's at the beginning where they they define necromancy and they define the different types oh, of magic. I, yeah, I no, skipped that through that because I I I didn't have time to read it. You mean like the whole mean, what is this glossary? Yeah, every, yeah, the glossary, yeah, and all this shit. Oh, I didn't know yeah. we were supposed to read that, but I definitely did not. I didn't read. I ran out of if time. If you don't include it in your story, I'm not going to read it. <laughs> exactly. That's where you have that one character who's providing information, and you define all that shit in the story so that we don't have yeah, to. Yeah, but go then you guys hate that character. The glossary. It's or okay. Just I can hate better. that character. Yeah. Okay, okay, I was not crazy. I was not crazy. Sixth house. One is dying beautifully and the other doesn't say a word. The necromancer is six. Sounds like six. I promise I'll stop. You just said six sounds like six. Of course six sounds like six. Sick, sick. Six sounds like sick. Spell it. S-I-C-K. Sounds like sick, yeah. Yeah, so I wasn't crazy with the Medi- medicinal association. But wait, what does? Do you mean sixth? X i x t h sounds like sick. S i c k. I do not understand yes. what you're saying. Jesus, why many? You can't just like keep saying other. the same word. I don't know why that is relevant. I'm not saying the same word. Well, it sounds, sounds like, like sick. Human. So that means six sounds like sick. Just, just yeah. a second. That's the ninth house. I'm trying to pull up the information. Okay. So the so sixth house is considered the emperor's reason, the master wardens. In their orbital library, the sixth house preserves and investigates the collective knowledge of the empire. Masters knowledge. of a thousand. Right. Yeah. Eostric fields i probably said that wrong of study they are often considered bookish but are never to be underestimated okay that, that's fine again i yeah. didn't read that part because I, I know would like that information provided to me in the story sickness they were just so their necromatic specialty is psychochemistry uh psychometry Psychometry. Sorry, I'm trying to see very tiny print on what I found. Give me just a moment. I'm tired of the tiny print. By which they can read the history that echoes of life objects. and death leave objects. Leave on objects. So that was their ability. And that was outlined in there. Because every time he touched things and when it came yeah, to the I remember final he mentioned piece, the psychometry. Yeah. I just forgot because it didn't really yeah. matter. So he did psychometry. And there was no definition of psychometry. So somebody would have to... And again... I. In the in other books, I'm like, oh, the things that are going to guide me to research and do other things, that's really, really interesting to me. This did not do that. I know, but like, like they just did an info dump and name call it. It's there. They talked about it because like the third house uh, is cannibalization of energy from corpses, no matter how old. Sure. So they, they are, they rip power from corpses. Which, I mean, if you think about it, that's exactly what Ianthe did to Neberit. What's, how do I say oh, Yeah, it was Niberius, wasn't it? Or was it Niberius, yeah. It Niberius, I don't know. Niberius. It's exactly what she does to Niberius in order to become a lictor. I mean, that's just one of the steps. So, any of them. I was going to say, that it. wasn't particular. Yeah, yes, but, she's but, the one that did it. But so, okay. that was what the whole goal was. I, so, okay. Each of the houses related to a trial. In order to become a lictor, you had to understand the magic of all of the houses. We don't even see all the trials, so it's like... But that's the point, is as long as you get the theorems, then you have the ability to have the balance to become a lictor. A lictor is just someone who knows how to harness all of the magic of all of the houses. Each of the houses... And sacrifices their cavalier with yeah combat but, training so if they just combat trained from the start and then found a better source of energy like wow could avoid a lot of problems here yeah and then the fourth okay so then like the fourth house their ability is to turn corpses into bombs um we saw that happen a lot yeah and so it it the stuff is like i said it's there it's it's definitely not being info dumped on you and it's not easy to get I don't even know who the fuck Jean Marie or whatever her name was. Fourth house. 
yeah, I know that like way into the book when she's about to die, I'm like, God, they keep talking because Gideon doesn't even refer to people by their names all the time. So it's like the teenagers. Oh. So, so I was like, which so, ones are the fucking teenagers, Gideon? So Jean Marie is the one that has the little tiny font. So making the, the comments under their breath all the time. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, I that know was... who she is now, but like when reading oh, okay. the book, her long way is through. And then whatever the fuck her no, Isaac. Wait, she was the cavalier. He Isaac. Yeah, Isaac he is the, the sir. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but but I would say that that was the other problem I had. Titles changed, names adjusted. Nobody was referred to this the same way twice in a row. Yeah, it, there was a lot of digging you had to do with this book, and a lot of characters. But I mean. Like they called each other by their first names, their last names, their titles, portions their of their last names. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I didn't even know that's... who Nona Jessimus was for part of the book. And then I was like, oh, it's fucking Hark. Harold Harold Hark's, Hark's last name. Last name. I was like, who is this? But I mean, I thought there was a that's... third person just like wandering around. <laughs> I mean, and then we find of... out there was an extra person wandering around, but they were just in the box. Did we lose Kim? She's frozen. She is frozen. Oh, there we go. Now she's back. Yeah. I'm like, so, I'm, I, every time I speak, everything buffers. So. so, I know, like, yes, was it a lot of names? Yes. And normally in stories, do we get a lot of names? No. However, in real life, you usually have, you know, you have your first name. You have your last name. If you have a job position, you're referred to by your job position. You have nicknames. Like, this isn't. That's people you interact with and know for a period of time, not somebody you've read in, I don't know how many pages this was, in 400 pages of a book, and you're supposed to keep track of who everybody is. And we're talking four and five names for each person, and there were 18 people. No. I don't know. For, for me, no, there was no first. Well, there was teacher and his helper, right? So, and it was what the eight houses, yeah, so yeah. 18 people, 16 yeah. plus the teachers and all that. So, do oh, some well, math. Uh, that's a fucking the, lot of no, names. Yeah, 16, yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh, yeah, and there was three in the one house, yeah. But like, I don't, I don't know. It, like, it made sense to me why they had so many names. Now, yeah, could I always keep track of who it was? No, them, but like. You can't get attached to them. Like, okay, so I'm not disagreeing with you. Yes, people have titles. Um, nobody, re I have a title for my job, and nobody refers to me by that title. Um, I can promise so, you when uh, people are talking about you behind their back, they probably don't talk to you as your name. They probably refer to you as, you know, the one who answers the phone or, you know, so and so. Or because I know I like, like the library and stuff, we don't always refer to people by their like name when we're talking about them. Uh, and if you noticed, a lot of the times the characters wouldn't, they didn't talk to Harold Hark and call her the reverend daughter. Um, they called her Harold. Yes, Hark, they did they were, all the time. No, they, 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 you, they, okay, called, sorry. they referred to her no. as the reverend daughter a lot. Gideon did. The others didn't. No, the, no. Other, well, the others, the others would her. too. They, yeah. yes. But not when they were talking directly to her. Yes. That she's not a great example, but the other characters, you wouldn't always. You can't, your mic can't be against your mouth and across the room. <laughs> so pull it away I from your mouth away. just a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> I guess so you're not you wouldn't hear me talking about before we got onto this <laughs> train of thought. Just Gideon, we were talking about whether or not you like yeah. Gideon. Yep. Yep. So. Oh yeah, and then there's anyway. so many other characters I couldn't care about them. <laughs> I know you you said that, and I was gonna like work yeah. us through the and list of I characters, like and that's snowballed. not gonna go well. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that that that's my thoughts on Gideon. And then we wanted to kill Harrow. So yeah, Harrow. I I dumb. did not want to kill Harrow. Bitch. You liked Harrow. Yes. You guys realize the next book is called Harrow the Ninth, right? Oh, yeah. I know. No, I know. I, I am aware. And I was like, oh boy. Like I was happy yeah, but, Gideon. I was like, but I know Harrow have... has Harrow has Gideon inside of her. So and like I said, I ended up liking the two really... of them. 
I mean, like, she has her soul, but, like, she can't, unless she finds a way to talk to it, like, Gideon faded away, like, her I, I don't think Gideon gone. faded away. I think Harrow's having um, a mental breakdown or whatever. Well, we'll yeah, um, I know. It's like, hopefully, because good Lord, if we have to spend the whole time with just Harrow. <laughs> talking to herself. This Gideon, are so you there? And I, help, Gideon. And I mostly like the main <laughs> character, but now we're going to be in Harrow. Good Lord. This is probably well, the time I should warn you that uh, at least for the first portion of the Harrow that I... Uh, I had started it before we would pick this and I had stopped it. Uh, it's in second person. You? Yes. Just, just, just I tracing would again you now. I like to recuse myself <laughs> from these books because I am not going to be able to rate them fairly. I'm already rating the next book zero in all categories for just using second person. That is a horrible thing to do. Maybe maybe you give it a chance and see how it goes before okay, you decide it's a horrible thing. And, and then we'll bail. No, out. you have to read the first 15 yeah, you I said. read this book. I'll fucking try to read the other one. We already know. <laughs> I don't want to, but I still do my best. Okay. I read Akatar. You can read this fucking book. <laughs> <laughs> I just... Listen, to those who like the locked tombs please know i'm with you i like the locked tombs too i really thought these two would like this i thought you they would think it was really like impressive i no was a little hesitant you like, you'll like it i no, actually i did think you'd like it i thought you were gonna fight it but i thought you were gonna end up liking it and uh, i will defend myself in saying i ended with liking it i, I just you, guys, you don't sound like you like it <laughs> It don't sound like you like it. I said it. multiple times that I like it. I just have criticisms. That's why I said you don't sound like you like it. And I criticize <laughs> everything. It's it's what you do when you read a book. You should be critical of it. You shouldn't be just falling in love with it. You should evaluate whether it, it something is done properly or not properly, done well or not done well. Um, that that if you're not reading a book to that, okay. then you're not. Yeah. Then you should be. So what did you guys think of the Canaan house? It was a place that was apparently dilapidated, falling apart. Yeah. It, oh, very, really... it was very large, but it only had an underground facility, some corridors, some rooms <laughs> hidden behind things. And it was the Scooby-Doo house. It, it, it like was every haunted house. Rooms. Well, yeah. we didn't see that. Thank God we didn't see all 200. Oh my God. It felt Imagine very if... small because they kept going to the same locations. The pool, the training room, the facility, the facility, the haunted <laughs> facility, which was just more empty halls and some constructs. It was Scooby-Doo's haunted house. It, it, yeah, that's yeah. that's one of the I, things I, that I, I found faulting in the, in this story is, is we had this this science fiction book that was not science, science fantasy it's not science fiction apparently <laughs> i'm assuming science fiction is different from science fantasy oh it just means that they the combined elements of science and fantasy which yeah and, does it smell McCaffrey. good though? this copy nah that was another disappointment i'm sorry yeah, your okay. Smell okay, great. so you brought this up Anne McCaffrey. Bad. Now we have to go there. When I first read Anne McCaffrey, it was wait. It who was, brought up Anne far, McCaffrey? She did. I'm oh, pointing at Amber. Science fantasy. <laughs> um, can I can I talk about the Keenan House before you guys go rampaging off on another tangent? No. Go. So, I actually really enjoyed the Keenan House. I liked the idea of like a gothicy, dilapidated, sciency like it. It sounded like those video games where you like you arrive at a space station and it's just like it's kind of creepy and you don't okay. know why. Just a quick aside, reading this at least like through the first fifty percent, I was like, this would make a pretty good video game. Okay, she did write that kind of stuff well. She wrote the battles yeah. pretty well, or like just doing the puzzles too. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. the puzzles. Yeah. I thought the atmosphere was great, and that's what I kind of liked. Is I actually liked the Canaan House setting keeping it to the singular planet and like it's slowly like falling apart and it's because the emperor can't come back to it um the idea that there's these skeleton constructs just wandering yes kim why i don't know we're not told yet 
Why, why the emperor see? can't return to his house. Oh. Well, he's battling. Probably some magical thing. They'll probably disintegrate or something if he does. Um, well, they're disintegrated now. Um, what? The emperor's the not disintegrated. The, the bones all are. All the people yeah, no, I was saying on... the emperor goes back to his hometown. He's going to like disintegrate or something, probably. I don't know. So what do you guys think of the locked tomb, then? Who cares? That's what I think about it. It's like, we barely, we don't see it. We only hear about it from Haro, and we don't know really, oh, there's some frozen girl in it. Okay, whatevs. It's Gideon. It's not Gideon. I mean, okay, not Gideon as in our Gideon. It might be the previous Gideon. I, I think it's the Emperor's Cavalier. Which is Gideon! <laughs> shouting at me. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. You've been I shouldn't... shouting into that mic this entire time. <laughs> well, you told me you couldn't hear me before. Here, is this better? No, no, no. Bring it back. Yeah, Just not against your mouth. <laughs> it, it's hovering. I can't set it anywhere. I know. I mean, but no, that's, on that? that's clearly Gideon. But Or but the previous Gideon or... Yeah. Asking. Yes. Sorry. It, it, Sarah said we didn't know anything about them. They're just a girl in a tomb. Yeah, I mean, I just don't have any incentive to care about what's in the locked tomb is the thing. Which was the problem with this book is that you don't have incentive to care. You don't really care why Gideon wants to get off the planet but can't. Um, you don't really care why they're going to be a lector. You just don't care. No. Okay, now I will say I got to the end of the book. I care. I know it's Gideon and I am invested. And this is where I'm a little nervous. I'm invested in Gideon finding out that she is reborn throughout the centuries for whatever reason. Um, because that, that's what my that guess is. Being reborn. Interesting. What? Why are you I hadn't okay. thought of that? Well, that's what I just okay. said. But Hey, her like name's on the piece of like paper. Clone her name's or... on the piece of paper. Okay, there's Gideon, who's the main character of the book. There okay, is do not talk paper. to me like I am not understanding no, I, this. I'm making sure I'm we're on the same page. On right now. I know that's why I'm making sure we're on the same page. So there's Gideon, the main character. Then there was the piece of paper that said P and G, G being Gideon. And then there's the fact that when her mother dropped, she just kept shouting the name Gideon. They all assumed that was the child's name. I mean, didn't they kind of assume that that was Gideon's mom too? Because um, yeah. Gideon was in a storage container, so couldn't couldn't the lady just be like a baby thief who? But but so so what I'm saying, Kim, what I was saying to yours is, oh, that's interesting. I hadn't considered the possibility that the cavalier locked in the tomb, the girl locked in the tomb, might be Gideon being reborn again and again. I hadn't thought of that. I had considered the possibility that it was Gideon you. on the paper. I didn't hear any of that. Oh, no. We're having technical difficulties, people. Thank yep, you for being patient it's... with us. <laughs> anyway. Okay, I understand. Sorry, I felt like I was being lectured. No, no, <laughs> about who everybody is on the same um, page. I mean, clearly Gideon is somebody important because they all acted like she was superior in every way, shape, and form, even though she kept losing battles. Honestly, my the red hair was the, the red hair was, was a big deal. Um, so there there is something to her, and we don't know what it is. And that's what I was getting at. And I was being um, non-descriptive when I said she was born throughout the ages. It, I, I'm not saying it's literally her. She is something of import that existed then and exists now. Okay. And it's probably the way these stories go existed throughout time. Um, but I don't know. I was just interested in her story unfolding in the future, but she's dead. So what's the point? Yeah, so I know she's not dead, okay? <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, we're going to discuss theory of what's going to happen next. No. She's dead. 
She is literally dead. So, except she might not be dead. I mean, we're given the whole Ianthian Nibirius, and Nibirius is fighting Ianthi. So her physical, is Gideon's physical body possibly dead? Yes. Although they, at the, by the end of it, they hadn't let them her see Gideon's body. Except for the, em- Harrow asked the emperor to, or the emperor, whoever, to bring her back. And he says, I can't do that. No, he says he can't separate them. Yeah. He can't take Gideon out of her but he did say that they don't have her body. Okay, well, she asked him to fix it, and he says he can't do it. Anyway. There's no body, no proof. Whatever. Basic soap opera 101. If you don't see a body, they can always come back to well, life. Well, I mean, her body was hanging on a like metal fence for the final battle, and Harrow did pull her dead body off of said fence. And then the body and disappeared. Her body was very much there and dead, but... And then it disappeared. Yeah, it did disappear. And we've got Camilla and Corona, Corona Beth. Virus. I, I was going to say that. And I was like, that's not it. That's definitely not it. But that is where my brain went when it got stuck. Corona Beth, the most annoying character. Um, they're at large. Oh, I like Corona I think Corona one of the Beth. second. What? I said, I liked Corona Beth. Of course you did. She just felt like a very 80s character to me in my head. That's what I pictured. Because she kept talking about this really poofy blonde hair. So I just imagined like this 80s style cartoony sci-fi character and like skimpy. Again, probably not at all accurate. But that is what I pictured. And I was like, it's not even a character to me. It's just some like cartoonish creature walking around that doesn't like blend in with their surroundings. I don't, I don't have words. <laughs> It got nothing. Uh, too funny. I, I liked Corona Beth. Mostly I felt bad for her because all she wanted was to like be important to her twin and her twin picked Niberius over her. Yeah, it sucks to be Niberius. <laughs> oh, too funny. <laughs> I can't with you too. I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyone wondering, the next two books are just going to be full of Sarah snarking when it comes to the locked tombs. <laughs> it's just, well, it's going to be Sarah. Those aren't the next two books. We have to read The Poppy Wars and then uh, Last Graduate. And then we have to read Haro, right? We're not going straight into Haro. No. no. Thank God. No, you got to read All The Poppy Wars. Poppy Wars. <laughs> Don't know about that one. Um, What's really funny, Sarah, is you make me think of Gideon. (laughs) Why would you say that? Because it's true. (laughs) Do you agree, Kim? I'm I'm not saying a word. (laughs) That might as well be agreement. Maybe what? not. I said that might as well be agreement. No agreement. No, oh, okay. I, I did not. I did not. I did not agree. Oh, that's what. Oh, oh. Sorry. Sorry. Her legs and a pillow. <laughs> oh, so that is. I kept. I kept trying to move my computer away from me a little bit, and the cat just kept twitching. And I finally looked behind the computer, and there were books sitting there, and I was shoving the books into the cat. So. My computer wasn't moving and the cat was jerking and I finally figured out the solution, the problem and the solution. And yeah. Okay. (laughs) All right. So are you guys ready to go into the rating system? Any other things that you wanted to talk about before we head into that? Like, no. The whole Dulcinea thing, was that not obvious from like the minute she stepped out of the shuttle? I mean, uh, okay. What do you mean the Dulcinea thing? Do you mean the fact that her... Cavalier was well, not, not that alive. She had that been, she... No, no, that she was the evil person. Like she falls out of the thing, and I'm like, oh, that's the evil one. I mean, but I knew like... something was up, but the the first time I read it, it didn't seem obvious to me. 
but I was trying to figure out what in the world I was in. So I, I was like swimming around in knowledge and there were a lot of characters. So just sitting there waiting for a big reveal. I was like, come on, Gideon, stop lusting over this consumptive creature. And like, think about I mean, it, man. Gideon was lusting over all the females close to her in age. I appreciated it. Yeah, I think I that mean, was she- more, hello, there's another living creature that isn't trying to kill me um i mean because she she was lusty over corona beth too yeah so his hairstyle um (laughs) i feel like gideon was just very suppressed and just ready to not be suppressed anymore if given the option just wanted love yeah i can she got her dirty magazines yeah no kidding like does she have a subscription that gets delivered to the ninth house or does Probably. like the ninth house have a publishing house for porno or you know they, have an old even though they were all like so judgmental of it yeah. it's like it has to exist on your planet they're all old and, like or skeletons so that would be uh, yeah i was gonna say <laughs> they might be skeletons <laughs> skeleton <laughs> porn skeleton pour on <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like Hera would like that. Yeah, yeah, possibly. Dissections of body. Do you think that like anatomy books just become like porn for skeletons? <laughs> Could be. Like, man, I wish I had a good pair of arteries. <laughs> oh, too funny. Okay. Okay. <laughs> let's let's head on to the, the rating so I can eventually eat at some point. Um yeah, my- my sandwich is getting colder and colder. So let me share. So you guys know that I am putting numbers correctly. Can you see that all okay? Nope. Yep. yep. That one's fine. We'll start with Kim. For theme and plot, what would your rating be? I gave it a 3.5. 3.5. Wait, wait till you see my uh, my good mechanics. <laughs> Sarah, what is your theme or plot rating? I should have like thought about this beforehand, huh? <laughs> uh, no, no, because now you have the chance to think about our conversations and it might up your... I don't think that conversation is going to up any of the numbers. Or, or your guilt will up um, up. My what? Your guilt. guilt. (laughs) Like, man, I don't want Kim's book to lose. (laughs) Well, I don't want it to seem like I'm just giving everyone else zeros to like trash their chances, you know? (laughs) Okay, so what's your theme and plot? Enjoy this. What's your. uh... You're going to make me find the questions again? I I am. I uh, forgot. I didn't pull that up. Do I? Oh, I have it up. I didn't close it from last time. So do you like the theme? Is the plot easy to follow? Enjoyable? Oh, Christ. Oh, uh, I'm going to give it a two. Oh, two. Ouch. I don't think you're winning, Kim. I don't care. I I told you I should be recused. (laughs) No, you shouldn't. (laughs) I, I gave it a four. <coughs> I like the plot. I enjoyed it. It's not easy to follow, though, so I docked it a point. <gasps> Kim, what about characters? What did you rate yours? Okay, I gave it a five, but this is only based on the, the two characters because all the rest of them were just cannon fodder as far as I was concerned. Fair. Sarah. I will give it a three. Okay. Gideon and Palamedus. And I really hated the others, so it really brought things down. I can tell. I gave it a five. I liked all the characters. I found all the secondary characters interesting, particularly rereading it again, which I know you guys hate when I say that. Um, They just continued to grow on me. Okay, Kim. Satisfying ending. I gave it a four. A four? Okay. Yeah. 
Sarah, that ending, was it satisfying for you? <laughs> I go to one. Yeah. Shut the book. You were happy. <laughs> a one. Oh, man, Sarah, you are giving this so far a whole whopping <laughs> six <laughs> points. I have to, I put, oh, God, the other categories aren't any better. I gave it a five. I like that ending. I instantly needed to know what was going to happen next. Kim, what about good mechanics? 3.75. 3.75. Sarah. I'm so sorry. I have to give this a two. No, why is this better than a one? Oh, man, we're still in single digits for you. Are you going to break the single digits? You know, nine is my favorite number, so that's a good number to end on. No, she's giving the last one a one. Uh, I gave mechanics four. It definitely has points that are a little bit difficult to follow. Um, But overall, I liked it. And I think there's a purpose behind the difficulty. Em, what did you give the unpredictability? I gave it a three. I, I found it very predictable. Okay. But was it satisfyingly predictable? um because that that is a caveat is is it in un, is it unpredictable in a good way or not so you could no, even I'm, be satisfied I'm, I'm, I'm neutral three, three. Okay. sarah <sighs> you know you can't give it a one now because everyone's going to think you're just going for the number nine Kim would I like know, you to get her I in know. the double digits, please. <laughs> oh, I don't care. <laughs> I just really didn't enjoy this book. Give it some um, decimals. You've not, you asked me if you could use decimals and have not used a decimal yet. That was early on. I didn't know what my feelings would be. <laughs> <laughs> that was only a day ago. Was it? Like was two, it two days, two maybe. Days ago? Yeah, exactly. Maybe. It was much earlier into the book. I also asked if I could use zero. You can't use zero. I authorize the use of zeros. Did you rate it? Um, well, it was very predictable and not in a particularly pleasing way. And when it was unpredictable, it just felt really random and not well built. Uh, but I also haven't used decimals. I should use decimals. Mm, I'm just going to go with a three. A three. Oh, shocking. I actually figured you were going to go with like a 1.5. <laughs> that was what was in my head. Or 0. 0.125 or something like that. I really should have done that too. So I gave it a five. I enjoyed it. I felt like things weren't always predictable in the way I was expecting it to be. I was actually pleasantly surprised that Gideon both died and did not die at the end. So I enjoyed that. That that wanted a five for yes, me. Yes, hero sacrifices the most unpredictable of endings. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just I am kidding. flipping you off. I would like to be clear. <laughs> Oh, it's not visible. There it is. Okay. We haven't seen it yet. If you can't okay. see it, it's not there. So that means so far, Sarah has got Skolomance as her number one pick so far with 21 points. Nope, that's Kim. Kim has Skolomance with her preferred pick with 21 points. And Gideon the Ninth got 19.25. Sarah has... Skolomance at 25. Dove out of the screen so we can't see her. With Gideon at 11 points. And then I gave... Uh, they're tied for me. They're both 23 points. I think every book you read is a 23, Amber. No, we don't know that. I've not read The Poppy Wars yet. <laughs> I, I meant every book. Oh, no. <laughs> No, that is most assuredly not the case. Okay. Uh, any final thoughts? I can't wait 
for the next one. As in, I am brimming with anticipation. In the locked tombs or the poppy war? Honestly, both, but that <laughs> comment was more for Harrow the Ninth. You you know what I'm gonna be happy when it when it when it's like really good and you you love it. I mean that would be a relief because it wouldn't be such a pain in the ass to have to dedicate a week of my life to. But it is time written that written I want second to person, so we oh, fuck, I forgot. Are I forgot. done complaining about books now. <laughs> hey, okay, not complaining. Amber, 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 I got yeah. you a present. Ooh, Frankenstein. It's the one that is the original printout. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. All the gothic for me. <laughs> okay. Our intro and outro music is by Grant Newman and is called The Battle of the Nile from Epidemic Sound. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to Bookpile Banter on Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes, or whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. We'd love to hear from you on any of our social media platforms, such as Instagram or TikTok. You can find us at book underscore pile underscore banter. You can also support us on bookshop.org. And I'll be surprised if people want to support us after bashing their book. Our link is available via our social media. You can also email us at bookpilebanter at gmail.com. If you want to complain to Sarah, I will forward those emails to her directly. Thank you. We'd love to hear from you. <laughs> Go into my trash. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that is all. That is not all. There we go. Thank you.